welcome to the MX Vice SMX Review Show with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Reader. How are you doing there, Brad? Yeah, yeah, all good, thanks, Ben. Had a nice uh, a few days away with the family, so uh, been at work recovering from that. But, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're good to go. Excellent, good stuff, and uh, yeah, enjoy the uh, racing of the weekend. Quite decent, uh, some coverage there I from did. my point. Yeah, see the yellow yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, some excellent racing. Seen the the old RM Army up front, then seeing him trying to start the thing on the side of the track as well. So we had the <laughs> we had the full we had the full Suzuki experience. We <laughs> <laughs> did properly, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we got a good guest to bring in with us uh, today. So yeah, we'll just bring uh, the man in very soon. But yeah, first of all, as mentioned that obviously the uh, yeah, this is brought to you by AS3 Performance, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hard round protection parts, including skid plates and radiator bases, to performance cooling parts, including silicon radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. We're also supported by Kawasaki Motors UK, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plush suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from junior's first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX140 R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Uh, we're also fueled by Golf Race Fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And of course, massively supported by Evenstrokes.com. And to make the most of the, the connection there, if you listen to this podcast and you need some kit, then you use this man's name. Yeah, if you are one of our loyal listeners you'll know the discount code is brad wheeler 10 so brad wheeler 10 just chuck that in at the end and it'll uh it'll knock 10 percent off your purchase so do us one favor and stop shop s-h-o-p at evenstrokes.com dot c-o-m smooth and pro as always mate. yeah <laughs> spot on right so yeah we'll bring in uh, our guest this week so yeah welcome to the mx vice snx review show Mr. Benny Bloss, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's great to have you on board, sir. And uh, I know at the moment it's um, a strange sort of time for you, isn't it? Because you were sort of set to ride, then injury stepped in, and then something else has, has stepped in, which is uh, another strange situation in this strange season. <laughs> yeah, so, it's been uh, wild. You had, you had a great uh, East Rutherford, obviously eighth in uh, the 450 Supercross there, which uh, and that was the mud race, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that was the mud race. <laughs> it was interesting. It was like I was, I loved the mud, so I was excited. But at the same time, I had like a really good day going, and so I was like, man, maybe don't rain. But then it ended up working out. So, <laughs> but before we step into what actually happened to you after that, I mean, yeah, how bad was was that one amongst the sort of supercrosses you've done? Was that perhaps one of the worst? <sighs> I've only done a few. I've only done a few mud supercrosses, but. It was pretty bad. The thing that was weird about it was we watched the 250 main before, right? And like I watched on the screen, I was like, oh, they're like hitting all the rhythms. Like it must not be bad. And then I get out there and lap one and like I'm tripling through the rhythms and I'm not comfortable with it. But it's like, I think I had Eli in front of me and I was like, okay, just try to do what he does. And like right off the bat, we just triple 
into the section before the whoops and I was like, okay, that's fine. And it just got progressively worse and worse and worse. But honestly, I had an absolute blast. So <laughs> was it was it actually raining whilst whilst you were racing? Uh, I believe so. Not like crazy bad, but pretty like good enough that it was yeah. an issue. Yeah. I, f- I find sometimes if you've had like a massive downpour and the track's just a mess, it almost helps yeah. it if it just keeps raining. Otherwise, it just ends up getting sort of dries up, but not to a point where it's any good. It just gets claggy, heavy. Your fenders are snapping. There's peaks everywhere. <laughs> well, that's like the thing with mud races that I'm, I'm like – if it's gonna be mud race, like let's like just rain the whole time where it's like yeah. you can't really jump all the jumps. It's yeah. I yeah. don't like it when it gets where it's like you could hit this jump, but it's gonna be really sketchy. Yeah, I'm just I'm out on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course, we had a we had a muddy uh, national just the weekend goal, which we'll talk about in a second there. But yeah, of course, you then had uh, you went to Nashville, and what what actually happened to you at Nashville that knocked you out of the rest of the Supercross campaign? Uh, so I got tangled up on the heat race on the right off the start. The first rhythm section and landed on the concrete and broke my collarbone so it was collarbone's like not a bad injury is i had surgery like two days later flew straight to california got fixed and then they said i could ride maybe like three weeks after and so the plan was just to race outdoors and then it's kind of wild because then i was going to race world supercross too so okay. kind of do a bit of both and then randomly this beta deal came about and it was not an offer I was going to pass up. So here we are now. Excellent. And how did it, how did that happen? Did they, did they find you? Did they hunt you out or, you know, did you, was that something that you've been working on for a while? Or how did it all come about? Yeah. So I had talked to them a little bit like during Supercross like mid season about testing the bike and, you know, seeing what I thought of it. Um, but that kind of really had, was all it was. And then I'd got hurt in Nashville. So it was like kind of postponed that. And then randomly, like I had agreed to a world supercross thing and then, but I didn't have a contract. So Carlin Gardner, the team manager from beta hit me up and he was like, Hey, would you be willing to do a two year deal with us? And I was like, um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and like, it wasn't really like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. So um, yeah. I was able to get out of the world supercross thing. And it's, it's weird. Cause then I was like, so do you want me to like race outdoors or, and they're like, no, just do nothing. Your contract will start in July and you know, just, relax enjoy your summer and i'm getting a couple two strokes to ride here in the next week or two so that'll be fun and then start super cross testing mid-august late august so wow because yeah. didn't you you find a feeling for your um wsx ride right yeah i had talked to uh cdr yamaha had reached out to me and mm-hmm. so i was like talking to them and then my teammate from supercross grant harlan i was like before I called them to get out of the deal, I called him and I was like, Hey, if I tell them that you're, that you'll do this, will you do it? And he's like, yeah. So it kind of worked out. It was, yeah. Well, if they're watching the, the nationals, you look like a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite, uh, quite a scary setup at the moment in the, uh, in the nationals. I mean, what's, uh, what's your take on it, Benny? I mean, obviously you're, right in the middle of it all i mean the, the first big question most fans have got is why are there so many injuries what can we do about them i mean it's very a difficult question to answer obviously but what, what's your view on on, on why and, and would you say there's any way that we could work on it to, to stop it from happening yeah man the injury thing's tough it's 
I guess maybe the bikes are getting faster every year and the like stuff's getting so advanced, which can happen. I, I think it's going to happen either way. So it's mm. some years is worse than others. And this year just happened to all happen like at one specific time. But, you know, it's a really good opportunity for privateer dudes and outdoors to get good points and to get career best finishes and made the racing exciting from maybe not necessarily for first except for high point but it's uh i don't know i think it's i think it's cool for the the guys that aren't normally in the top 10 yeah it's been good to see time Aspel get up there and all that sort of thing has been entertaining hasn't it so yeah i can, I can see what's coming from from that side but i mean i thought you um uh, you summed it up there by saying that you you thought the track was going to be horrendous at east rutherford and yet you're all jumping the stuff, you know, you're all there able to do it. So that's the measure of how good the bikes are and, and what they'll let you do, really. It's just then down to uh, your judgment as to how it goes, I guess, is it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, I mean, um, before they uh, gave you the call there, was, was Beta even something that was ever on your radar? Did you ever sort of register the, the manufacturer that much? Because it's, I guess, out there, I mean, it, they're quite well known over here for like enduro and trials even, but in terms of like their American profile is, is what, what is it like that is, is it is it big or is it uh, just not even there yeah so they have uh they've been into off-road for quite a bit and one of my best friends his dad owns a dealership by my house donnell's and they are a beta dealer so okay. i've kind of known about beta from them and like i had heard the rumblings that they were going to have a team and I, I followed Carlin Gardner, the team manager on Instagram, like when I found out that they were gonna have a team cause I knew that he was working for him. So I was like, I had, I had raced with him a bunch but I didn't really know him. Um, and so I followed him on Instagram and he followed me back and I was like, okay, well maybe I'll hit him up once I find out if they are gonna have a team. And it kind of just worked out. It was like maybe a month later when he had, he had DM'd me to get my email to talk about going out there and testing. But so I've known about beta a little bit, but I really didn't know a whole lot going into this whole deal. I've ridden a couple different beta, like the 430, and I've ridden a two-stroke, a 200 woods bikes. So, and they seem really good in the woods. So, um, you know, have you watched much of them at the at the GPs at all? Like obviously with Ben and Watson and Alessandro Lupino. Not that they're yeah, getting a, a little bit of TV I've, time, but I haven't paid much attention. Like. I haven't watched the last couple of GPs. I didn't do MXGP's TV this year. <laughs> and the previous years, I've always got that. Um, so I just kind of like watch the results and see where they're at. But yeah, is there much that they can um, share in terms of the the, the machinery? production will kind of stop you a little bit um i'm not really sure about that uh i got that question a couple weeks ago um i think that they're kind of working together the american team and the euro team but i'm not 100 sure i know that we have like a lot more restrictions on the bikes so um will you um will you be will you be running the clear tank i don't think so <laughs> i've seen see, i've seen pictures <laughs> of they have a of Watson's bike with like a super fancy looking shiny tank. Okay. And I think that thing looks rad. So I don't know. Just wraps it in. <laughs> I'm not sure foil. about the clear tank or not. It's not really alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you've obviously had a decent uh, decent career there. I'm not see 2018 450s on a rookie of the year. So, uh, you know, you've had uh, a good good bit of time there, a good bit of experience, but still young enough to put plenty into to the beta project. So, um, any hints uh, or ideas yet as to who your um, teammate's going to be? Uh, I have no idea, actually. Um, okay. I, somebody had told me they heard one person this past week, and I was like, uh, I'm not really sure. So I called them, and it wasn't true. So um, right. I, have no, I have no idea as of right now. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they've signed anyone yet. So hmm. we'll if you um, if obviously when you sort of get. Sure bit deeper into testing later on in the year do you are you gonna do what do you plan to do any of the the smx races if you're like obviously still in the still in that bracket no as as of right now the plan is just start the supercross testing in august and just they really want to focus on having like a good four four and a half months of just testing to get the bike as good as we possibly can for supercross Mm -hmm. for next year and not not rush anything and i'm at the like after seeing the payout of the smx it's like oh that's tough but um (laughs) i think that next year supercross matters more so i'm uh i'm good with it yeah yeah you got a nice two-year contract. I can imagine that you don't want to lose that for just the sake of uh, plugging in for a few grand in one uh, in one event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that. Like, so I think when they announced the sched- the payout was like a week or two ago. So anyone that I know didn't know that, like, what that payout was. So getting to see that's like, wow. Like I'd heard rumors of what it could be, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty insane there, isn't it? And um, yeah, for those listening who aren't sure, it is actually on uh, on MX Vice this week. I did see my colleague just uh, posted that on MX Vice uh, in the last few hours, actually. So uh, yeah, so the purse fund, yeah, goes for yeah a million dollars for the first place. Tenth uh, is seventy five grand. Fifteenth, thirty two grand. Sorry, uh, Ben, to, to, Benny, to make you uh, squirm a bit there. But yeah, it's, it's, even twenty second on the uh, on the finals night is twenty five grand just for making. I guess just for making the main. Um, and then the two fifties is still yeah half a million for the win. Mm. Fifteen grand for tenth. Right down yeah. to two grand for twenty second. So what, so, what um, you might be able to impressive. shed some light on this, Benny. I was under the impression it was like you took the the combined points of your, the nationals and the supercross and like the top twenty six or something or whatever it was, and then there's like an LCQ to get into each thing. Um, but they were saying on the on the broadcast this weekend that Roxon was like obviously he obviously turned up to do high point. It was like helping pad his points for the SMX, mm-hmm. but like he's already clearly going to get in just from his supercross points. So is is there some uh, that I missed? It is there a benefit to being like a higher seed? Do you know? So I'm not 100 percent sure on how it works, but I so I think it's like top 20 of the combined supercross and motocross mm-hmm. go straight into the three main events. You don't yeah. have to qualify. And then I want to say top 30 get yeah. to go to the LCQ. But okay. I think I want to say that it's, I don't think the points reset. So like if Roxon goes into SMX into those three races, if he's like third, they don't. Not, they don't. I, don't. I thought that it was. Does, I thought it was like a chase format where they. Say, yeah. 
I don't know. I haven't heard anything <laughs> like about that. Yeah, sorry to cut in. Yeah, it's uh, it is official there on the press release that yeah, the uh, once the um, the top twenty will be seeded according to their points rankings. Once those seeding positions are established, the points will be reset to zero, oh. and then each position will start with a quantity of points based on their seeding position using a twenty-five point system. So, okay. so the, the top point scorer. So if you stopped it now, Cooper Webb would have twenty five points as the top point scorer. So it actually then, starts. He starts with twenty five points. So it starts. Yeah, it's kind of like the. I mean, British okay. Superbikes does a does a a different thing with the podium. So it's not like that. It's literally they'll take it as like a, an outdoor race points. Mm. Uh, 21st and 22nd people will start with zero points but yeah 25 21st to 20th will be as per an outdoor national okay. system. It's not the supercross point system that goes to 22nd but yeah, the outdoor yeah. system that goes first to 20th so yeah that's so uh, it would be that's like so it would be like <laughs> it and home one chase starting off with 25 points yeah yeah okay yeah. Got it shows how um, much I know. I'm it's not very clear. <laughs> I think it can be forgiven. You know, I think it's like you just got the basic contract, la la la, la la la. Not, not, not hearing anything yeah. about it. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> so I guess it was the data, and I need to just get it as good as I can for 24 because it'll still be there in 24. This system will still yeah. be there, we hope. It might be even better. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it would benefit if you're, you know, second. Yeah. To- have more yeah that makes makes sense but like uh yeah. but yeah cooper webb's at top at the moment with four five one and sexton still second i mean there's a high possibility that jet if he carries on he's on 200 at the moment is he 12 chance he's he's yeah uh 11th joint with uh wilson right okay. um, <laughs> so there's there's a good chance he's probably going to end up fifth Looking at this, yeah. it's fifth or fourth. That's probably. crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I was, I, I had seen the points like were updated, like where the standings were, and he was ahead of me after two rounds, and I was like, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Great. I think Ty Masterpool was overtaking you this weekend. He's a point, a point in front. <laughs> Masterpool. Yeah. If I if I had planned to do the SMX races, I would be a little more upset, but you know. It is. Yeah. Really yeah. Mm. I said it'd be What's interesting it? to see how many guys get in, like just from outdoors. Mm. Yeah. Well, like Garrett Marchbank's done what two rounds. He's thirtieth now. Derek Drake, he's up to twenty sixth. The Curcio's twenty fourth. Obviously, Masterpool. Where's our Euro uh, boy? Where's Butron? Butron has not cracked the top thirty yet. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah, seems was, to have taken a, a downward a downward turn since his. Uh, I, I was literally speaking to British Championship people at the weekend. They were going, "Oh, Butchon got a fifth. I might go across for a few rounds." <laughs> yeah. So pretty. So you've uh, not signed up for the MXGP video pass. Then have you managed to get? Uh, are you signed on to Peacock so we can talk some high point and you know where, where we are? I do have Peacock. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, like it's hard to watch the race of the outdoors right now, but it's uh, also hard not to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, four fifties um, first. I mean, it's it was great to see uh, Kenny take it on and uh, to lead a few laps and I'll be fastest in qualifying. I mean, it got the whole internet buzzing again, which was uh, uh, pretty special. But um, yeah, I mean, what what do you think he would have done if he'd have uh, 
state the season. Do you think you would have been right up there? I do. I've got uh, – I feel like I'm pretty good outdoors. I'm definitely better outdoors than I am in Supercross. My best overall finish is a fourth and best moto finish being a third. And I just feel like this would have been a season that I could have got a podium, but it uh, – <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's – it's fun to watch the races and enjoy my time at home, but it's hard at the same time. But this weekend's racing was good. Like the second moto, I really didn't think Jet was going to win, and then it was like <laughs> all of a sudden he's just like, "Okay, let's let's go. It's time to time yeah. to win." Just, yeah, yeah, that was it. Was I mean, obviously he's super <laughs> impressive every weekend, but um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like he was he was like a good ten seconds off of Roxon at one point, and then just all of a sudden starts hucking the the tunnel jump into the rollers yeah like gets that line dart down and he's just eating into the lead and he's like on him by him and gone mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just... some depressing at the same time <laughs> yeah i mean what's what's your thoughts on rocks obviously just jumping in like so say just two days two days testing on the bike hopping in setting going pole leading laps clearly the second best guy it didn't really shock me that much um no. just from the past seeing him race outdoors he's so fast um, yeah so i wasn't i was kind of a little shocked to see that he qualified fastest um but in the motos i wasn't shocked at all i felt terrible for him that first moto watching oh, him kick just, that bike it's just like come full, on. full suzuki experience <laughs> <laughs> leading laps trying to kick the thing over on the side of the track <laughs> that was that was that was rough to see but you know yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah gotta take the rough with it's the two-edged sword <laughs> <laughs> it is live by the sword. Yeah, live by the kickstart. Yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, been there, I'm sure. I mean, I've had I've had one where we stuck in a bog and crashed out of the lead, and I would have kept the lead, but the bike didn't start. And yeah, we've uh, we have all been there, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, that was, that was yeah. such a shame. Uh, I think his yeah, eye got taken by the lap rider, didn't it? It was just it looked, it looked to me like he was trying to pull away from where the lap rider was going, and then all of a sudden he was on the floor. So tricky little yeah. crash. Kind of weird is like his front end was just started to go and he couldn't keep it from going. So yeah, track was tough think, though. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, it, it was, was really obviously tough. easy to make those little mistakes. Oh, like Jet did exactly a similar thing in the first one, just like in the sort of bottom of a a bit of a G out, just yeah, front kind of just got away from him. But yeah, like you said, I think I wasn't really shocked at Roxon's performance. Like he's absolutely rapid outdoors. Those conditions I think suit sort of suit him. And like just the explosive speed at the start of the races, he's got to be one of the best in the world at those yeah. first three or four laps just yeah no hesitation of for anything just somehow just manages to absolutely rip the throttle cable out just put mass <laughs> just put gaps on people but yeah i was i was uh i was pretty impressed with ac um sort of closed the gap up to Roxon and i think i think he probably would have had quite a good battle and maybe passed Roxon if it wasn't for jet going by him and sort of I think, well, as you know, Benny probably sort of you'd start catching someone up and then someone goes by you, it kind of just upsets that rhythm you've got going. 
Yeah, definitely. I I think I turned the second 450 moto on like five minutes in, and AC mm. was like a second off Kenny. It was like okay, and yeah. then he like looked like he was pulling in on him a little bit, and then kind of stopped. But he's riding really yeah. good. It's cool to see him doing good again. The yeah. sport is the sport is better when AC's doing well. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. He's been through a lot. Such a, such yeah. a wild one, with the weather there. I mean, Ferrandis uh, seems to be finding his feet a little bit now, and uh, yeah, got close to the podium, but not quite uh, there in the end. Um, but the KTM's are inconsistent, aren't they? I mean, AP had that crash and that dropped him back, and and Cooper Webb is either right at the front or he's just a, a bit further back. They can't seem to find a, a sort of stable place, can they? The KTM's. What do you think's happening there? I don't know. Uh, AP seems like he's crashed every race. Um, I had him on my fantasy team at High Point, so you know, a little disappointed. But you know, he. Uh, I think he's riding good, and I think Coop's riding good as well. It's just hard to kind of decipher and figure out what's going on. But AP just needs to stay off the ground for sure. Absolutely. And yeah, again, March Bank's one of those results that must have again had you gnashing your teeth, wishing you were out there. I suspect. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's cool to see. Uh, like once Kenny went down, I was like, "Oh, Garrett's gonna go past him," and then he did. Yeah. And Kenny like still sitting there. I was like, "He's about to get second in the moto." Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's he was pumped. Tough well. to watch, but it's it's hard to not be happy for a guy like that, you know. Oh, for sure. Obviously, the rest of the season, you got to say that Jet is the clear favorite there. Do you think he's gonna go twenty-two? I know. Do you think that's gonna be a thing? I mean. I could see maybe if the class stayed the way that it is, but, you know, within the next few races, you got to think you're going to get Anderson back. You're going to get Barsha probably, Sexton probably. I think that it's a pretty big ask to go 22-0, but he's looked pretty incredible so far. So um, I'm not going to say no, but I just <laughs> – it's pretty tough these days. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, um, like you said, um, we're going to get Anderson back. We're going to get Barsha back. I don't think they'll they'll they're capable of beating Jet. But if it like if what happens again, like what happened in the first race where he drops it and sort of goes back a bit, I think they're quick enough to slow him up for a few laps. Yeah, where if like AP's out front or something it might just give him just make the gap a bit too too much for Chase uh, for Jet to um, catch back up and obviously we, we should get Chase back as well which in theory he should have, have something for Jet but who knows really it looks like Jet's riding at about 40% most of the time so <laughs> watching him reminds me of so I think it was first moto 2019 Colorado. Kenny won by like 45 seconds. And I remember I was there watching him ride. And it was like, if you just watched him, you're like, he's not trying. Like he's yeah. he's on an off lap. And then you're looking at the lap times three seconds faster than the next guy. It's just like, that seems to be jet every weekend, every lap. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint what he's doing. He's just... It just looks picture perfect on the bike. Just bikes handling well. He's riding the bike well. He's in the right gear everywhere. Just he's just hopping bumps. Just not saving energy. Every I've said this before too on other podcasts. Like he he doesn't really do anything wrong. No. Like if you watch him ride, it's every single thing to do on a dirt bike 
that would be correct, he's doing it, and it's yeah, like like training, the elbows I, up. Yeah, I trained with him in Supercross at their place, and watching him ride outdoors, like during the Supercross break, during his 250 break, it's like everyone I saw, I told, I'm like, outdoors, he's gonna win, and everyone's like, no, <laughs> no, he's not gonna win. And it's like now, yeah. it's like, like okay, yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's different watching it, like watching him like in person, but like when you watch someone like Hurlins you can see like fuck me that was fast like yeah he'll do something uh, just like pang through something like yeah he's doing that like faster than everyone else like he's clearly quicker there whereas with jet you know, he's like doesn't look quicker than anyone anywhere yet he's second two seconds like quicker like i'm pretty sure, like at one point he was behind ap and he just caught him up going down a straight <laughs> like past pit lane just caught him caught up ap like yeah, I don't know if his throttle goes around further than everyone else's, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like they, uh, his generational talent, isn't he? It's just uh, incredible to watch. <laughs> I just think Eli would have fa- uh, fared against him. Benny, what, what, what are your thoughts there? I think they'd probably be going back and forth with moto wins. I, I don't think Jet wins every moto. Um, I don't think Eli wins every moto. I think that it would look a lot like Outdoors did last year. Man, I don't know. It man, it would have been so cool to see Jet Chase and Eli this summer. Like every moto have battles like that, but didn't work out yeah. that way. But I don't see Eli getting beat every moto like that. But no, not 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 every moto. But I, I think Jet is Jet is just that next generation that's just going quicker. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Like I think on some days when Eli Eli's really feeling it and willing to sort of lay it all out there, he could have something for Jet. But no, I don't think we've even seen Jet it close to 100. percent Even at Palo when Sexton was behind him, I think he was just doing just enough. And like Sexton looks like looked like he was sort of really having to push a little bit to stay with Jet. Like he was really charging down the hills, making little mistakes and Jet was just out on a Sunday cruise just doing enough, <laughs> keeping that gap at a sec at two seconds, three seconds. Like yeah, I think it's gonna Yeah. I, yeah, I dunno. I'm just licking Jet's ass, but <laughs> I don't uh <laughs> I think it'd still be Jet, just the gap to Eli might not be as big, but mm. ifs and buts and all we'll that. We'll see, we'll see. We get, uh, we get the likes of Barsh and Anderson in there, maybe roughing up, roughing mm. up for a few laps. It could be, uh, we could, there could still be some hope for some yeah. excitement there as far as we go. Oh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's what it's, it's going to take. I think it needs a, it needs a bit of Barsha yeah. throwing a few elbows, like, like knocking him out of his comfort zone a little bit. I heard some of the media guys at uh, the British Championship that was at the weekend just talking there and some of the media guys know some of the British guys who've got across and uh, like apparently there is words that uh, yeah the, the promoters are just being so nice to try and keep the uh, media there and interested and you know try, try to make sure they don't write off the season completely <laughs> there's lots of little incentives to come and have nice little events and it's all mingle quite well to, uh, to make sure that they stay interested and stay awake when the 450s go on. It's there. It is the four fifty. What can you do? You know, it's just one of those, isn't it? It's all. It's all fair. It's just there's one that just seems to be better than the, than everybody else. And then you look at the two fifties. I mean, just just random city. I mean, although it's been pretty well, always the same person overall winner. Although we'll see this weekend. I don't know. I've lost track of 
Obviously, Hunter was penalised and he hasn't got enough money. The, the screen I've got has got Hampshire as overall winner, but apparently Lawrence keeps it. I don't, I don't know. Either way. But, uh, yeah, still a pretty crazy class, isn't it? Have you been enjoying the 250s this year, Benny? Yeah, the 250s are awesome. Um, I think Hunter did get the overall. I think they just yeah. took the points. Then after yeah. looking at, like, I saw a video of the yeah. Red Cross flag, and it's just like, are you serious? Yeah, ridiculous. And I want, like, I saw the... Carmichael's podcast with Bill yeah. Carter and they're talking about it. It's just like, how yes. does that happen in that situation? It's crazy. The dude is literally on the bike riding away, and like the, the, the Red Cross flags out. Like, yes, yeah. I, I'd like to think that Hondo fought that pretty good, or is still fighting mm. that. But mm. no AMA, I'm sure maybe nothing will come of it. But. No, we'll yeah, um, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's coming up for, for those who haven't seen it. He's just coming up and a little uphill jump out of one of those G outs at high point. So it's one of those where if he backs off, he could he could he could seriously be losing traction, couldn't he? Because I mean, it's it's an uphill, tiny little uphill, tiny little jump. I mean, if, if he backs off there with the red with the wave flag, he could be landing himself in trouble, couldn't he? He could slide out. It could go anywhere. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And it's not like his the jump that he did was no, barely jumped at all. Yeah, which I, I get red cross flag is wheels on the ground, which I agree with. But if it's going to be a red cross flag, I feel like it needs to be a red cross flag situation. And I just don't see how that was. Um, no, I mean, but, yeah, the flag is clearly in the wrong. It, well, at the point he went past, it didn't even warrant a yellow flag. Like the guy was on the bike, moved, like literally riding along. I mean, I'm all for like like rules, rules in that. And the red cross flag means like wheels on the ground, but that is that's too far for even me to say rules are rules. That was just yeah, the flag goes in the wrong. I think um, yeah, the AMA or um, MX Sports, whoever failed, need to take a look at who they're getting on these on the marshal points because i think um it wouldn't do any harm to get people to sort of know what they're doing with a flag or like have like you have to do a certain training course before you can do a national or a supercross not just grab a fan out of the parking lot b with a <laughs> with a cooler full of Coors Lights and give them a flag. That's where else are they going to get the marshals, Brad? Come on. You know what marshals are like? Yeah. You know what I'm Come on, this is not... It's yeah, not, I... Yeah. It's a vast yeah. college of marshalling. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's down to volunteers and or whoever will take a tiny amount of money they pay. I'd be intrigued to see how the... Uh, the uh, I mean, Benny, you're on the scene there. What's it like with the marshals? Do they just pluck them from thin air or they, is, is there that sort of set amount that travels with the series or is it is it down to the clubs, uh, sort of the organising body? What's, uh, how does that work on that side? I'm not 100% sure. I think the track has to come up with the flaggers, but I'm not sure on the flagging situation. But I've actually been told from a couple racers so far this year that, like, this was before this weekend, was that the flaggers have been pretty bad at the races. Mm. So if that counts for anything. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Seen it over the years. Like, I think it was, uh, uh, like, time qualifying at Redburn a couple years ago. AC crash just before the finish the finish tabletop. Okay. Yeah, flaggers are um yeah, an issue well everywhere I think. That is worldwide, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, not that you would have seen, but I th- um MX two in the British Championship a couple of years ago at Ling. There's kind of like a blind sort of corner 
jump thing and there's a video of just bikes just piling into each other yeah well they had one at the mxgp this year didn't they there was one at the mxgp like that where yeah somebody went down and the flagger was either just looking the other way and just yeah. didn't see it so yeah have they ever i just was going to ask you benny have they ever sort of uh, at ama national you, have you ever heard it like you know you're waiting to go out and there's uh, on the tally there you, any marshals please any marshals quickly please you know have you, have, do you get that ama racing or not really <laughs> I never got that one. We had, we did have a 2020 maybe Redbud. A flagger got hit in practice, like first practice. And so they sent us back to the line. And while they were like, dude got like messed up. And they had to find a replacement for him somehow. But. So yeah, increase yeah. the pay. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember we were on the starting line for like thirty minutes waiting because he like I I came through there and the guy I don't remember who hit him but it was up on one of the tabletops and the guy was like laid out on the tabletop and both of his shoes were like down the hill. Just <laughs> blew his shoes off it. Like oh. yeah, it was bad. But like yeah. you, you have to wear you anyway. have to wear a helmet. At the GPs, if you march at the oh. GPs, you, have to, you get given a helmet. Yeah, his own shoes. That's incredible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of shoes getting stuck in. I've seen shoes get stuck in the mud or the sand at Western Beach, for example, like that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I've seen that one uh, during the marshalling, but uh, yeah, never not um, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. The um, what's your thoughts on the Deegan and Hampshire Motor One? That was that was pretty. A pretty gutsy ride from RJ. Yeah, I think that that's you know he's he wanted it that's for sure. Good racing, man. He has had some bad luck. <laughs> Wins the first moto Paula and then the second moto crashes like three times and then this mm. weekend wins first moto crashes in first corner but yeah seems yeah. like that's rj's life at this point which well, yeah. yeah yeah on brand dude was ripping this week for sure deegan's been impressive too i did not expect him to be that good at all coming into supercross and then coming into outdoors it was kind of like even mm. still the same and yeah yeah exciting. Mean, if you had watched him it, that it like the last futures race he did um where he like just sort of crashing ended up sort of well, i don't know fourth or fifth he like thinking kids got some serious work to do but yeah <laughs> solid two season he's like been on the box winning now he's winning motos in in the nationals clearly he's fit maybe still doing a few childish things like the, the blocking with hunter hit thunder valley but as long as you're not cross jumping like drastically i've if you want to move over six times down the straight do do what you want this <laughs> um would you have been uh benny would you have been as well trained as hunter in the interview after that or would you have laid into him if you'd have uh, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like maybe it was a bit much. Uh, probably would have been a little more vocal about it, but that's probably also why Hunter's in his position and I'm in mine. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I will say that I kind of defended Deegan in the whole whatever that was Detroit Supercross thing with Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like that was that bad, but Colorado watching was like, okay, that's. Maybe we don't do that, but yeah, I mean, he's, 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 yeah, 
obviously it was early in the race and if if you're looking to try and go and win the moto that's not the way to do it but i kind of looked at it from a the point of he knows hunter's caught him out so he's obviously faster but if he can keep hunter behind him for like a lap or two it might sort of upset his rhythm and then he might break away from him um was kind of the only thing that i thought might <laughs> was going through deegan's head like if i just keep him behind it keep him behind me for a lap or two it might throw him off but um obviously just watching from the telly hooking lefts and rights going down a straight doesn't look super great but <laughs> um yeah. i mean hey if that's the line you want a car of you're in front you can you can do what you want but yeah i think he'll, he'll learn like I'll I'll it do it to the one do it to the wrong yeah. guy one and you're gonna yeah i mean you're gonna realize maybe we don't do that so yeah no 100 percent. i think yeah if he I, I even think if he probably did his jordan smith his teammate he'd just absolutely lay him out in the next corner now but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're going on with the 250s there. I mean, obviously, um, decent results in the end of that second race for Vial. That was the best ride yet for, for Tom uh, in the class, which was uh, something exciting for all the Euro fans to see. Uh, Shimoda worked his way up there eventually. I mean, um, I think somebody must have had a word because that one, that first race where Hunter just got through the pack so much better than Joe did uh, was, uh, yeah, really telling. Uh, and I think um, it's, it's getting highlighted this year that Joe sometimes is perhaps just not aggressive enough uh, in this sort of field. But yeah, and also great, great uh, showings from both uh, the rookies there, Ryder D and Chance Hymas. I mean, um, yeah, it's an exciting batch of riders, isn't it, Benny? Who, who's your sort of, uh, who would you say is your pick of the um, uh, the rookies, if you like? I mean, pick of the rookies for me is going to be Hymas, just as... Apart from Deegan, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm friends with him, so I'm, okay, uh, yeah, I got to go with him, but um, it's they've been all pretty good. Um it was pretty cool to see him lead laps this past weekend. Um, and then yeah. obviously podium that second moto at Colorado, but it's a pretty strong rookie class this year compared to some in the past, especially when you talk about Deegan. But mm. be interesting to see how these next couple races go. I'd love to see Chance maybe have a good or better first moto. Yeah, it seems, um, yeah, it seems um, like exciting to see. It seems like Chance and uh, VR are both kind of struggling in those first motos. Um, like all their decent results, I'm pretty sure have been in the second, the second motos. Um, especially, that- especially Vial, obviously eleven two. I think he crashed in the first race early on, maybe even yeah, in the first, first or second turn. Yeah, first time, yeah. second time he was down. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's going to help. But is it uh, a case of like maybe learning the track, Benny? Do you think that uh, he's not um, that they're not learning the track that quickly in the morning, or they're still getting used to having to learn it that quickly? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that probably plays a part, especially like at high point being how much different I feel like the track was in the first practice with it being super muddy. Um, never really that easy. And that track's kind of awkward if you don't kind of if you don't have like a good feel for it. It's really difficult to ride. But I mean, he's a Tom's a two time world champion, so I feel like he probably can adapt pretty quickly. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'd like to think online, uh, online warriors are, are really hoping on Tom because as soon as he, he has a bad one, all the American online guys are giving it all the shit. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty scary yeah. stuff. Fun, but yeah, unnecessary. The podium, the podium's coming 100%. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a, I guess a win before the end of the year. 
I, I, at one point he was sort of closing in on Hunter in the second race, but I think I think the gap was just a little bit too big. If he would have sort of got to a point where he could see Hunter, he might have um, sort of given that little bit extra. But yeah, I think the the track looked. I, th- I think the track looks really cool. I think it's one of the best. I've never, never rode it, nor have I been there, but it looks like one of the better tracks. Like Hilly got some pretty cool sections in it. The dirt looks relatively good. If like the MX Nations went, when it goes back to America, I, I'd like it. My high point would be one of my picks to go to yeah. rather than back to Red Bird or Buzz Creek. I'm not that big going into the woods. No, so not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been able to check into the woods. That's absolutely awesome. That's fantastic, that. But, uh, yeah. I, not yourself, Benny? Not a fan? I'm a big fan of High Point. I love it. I have friends yeah. that absolutely hate it. But <laughs> I definitely don't. Like, if you're going to bring Nations back here, I don't think we go back to Red Bud just because. Nah, it's done. We did it twice, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty cool race, but um, Bud's Creek, man. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Not about I think <laughs> Unadilla would be sick. Yeah, my but. my dad went over and watched watched the nations at Bud's Creek, and he said it was amazing. But like you had RV on the two fifty, like Carmichael's last ride, it was gonna be immense no matter where yeah, you have it. I think you could have had it at Parlor, <laughs> and it would have been good. Like, it seems like it should be a really good and fun track. I've just never, like, that, the section before the finish line, it's got, like, the turning rollers, is mm. maybe my least favorite section on the whole outdoor circuit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I just, I, I usually suck in it, so it's, like, Yeah, I, I kind of, I just from watching it, doesn't look like a track I'd enjoy. It looks kind of, kind of sandy, but with, like, a really hard base. Yeah. And, like proper like edgy bumps i don't like those sort of tracks <laughs> I, yeah i think it's just kind of one of those things that it's like if if you have a good feel on it you're kind of mm. always gonna have good motos there and i like i've had some good motos there but i've also had some really bad motos there so it's usually really yeah. hard around too it's like in a basin right like in like a bowl yeah. kind of yeah especially the start like right down in that down in the bottom yeah, I could get on board with the Indilla for the Nations. Be cool, sort of proper old school. But Millville, Millville would be sick. I love Millville. Mm. A majority of the tracks would be yeah. cool. Um, yeah, but Unadilla. Did you sure. did you did you do many nationals? At, um, is it Muddy Creek or is that High Point? Muddy Creek is Tennessee. Yeah, the yeah. One with like I, the quite a long sort of section of kind of like tabletop step ups yes yeah, yeah. why don't they go there cool. anymore I thought that track was quite cool yeah I'm not sure why they don't have a national there anymore I didn't love it but I didn't hate it it was just hot and kind of miserable yeah. but uh, kind of look, kind of felt well I've never been there either but kind of just from watching kind of looks similar to High Point like sort of bit hilly some cool jumps i thought it looked like quite a good track but then i've never been there so it might be yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty good i uh i think i've raced two or three nationals there i hit mm. like you know they on the jumps some of like the bigger jumps they've got like the big like towers that you go under yeah i want to say 18 maybe i clipped one of those going up the face of the jump <laughs> Yeah, and it was just not fun, but <laughs> usually yeah. not when you crash. But you know, no, true. Nah, true. 
I think I've, I mean, I've been watching the Nationals and the Supercross for since, I don't know, like 02. And I think all the tracks that I've watched look pretty cool. Apart from, I think it was Elsnor in 2014. looked really shit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, apart from that one. Elsinore, Paula, Glen Helen, Utah. WW, oh, yeah. no thank you. Oh, don't. Glen yeah. Helen, I've always, I've, only, I've actually been to Glen Helen, so I can speak on this one. Um, <laughs> I thought it was quite cool. I that mean, was, that was awesome, Glen Helen. What's your beef with Glen yeah, Helen? I, I think yeah. the problem is you get those Glen Helen warriors that just pound laps out around there. And I think. My, my rookie yeah. year outdoors was 2016, and. Glen Helen was round two, and I want to say I qualified like thirty third, <laughs> and it was I was like this is not good. And they built, I remember they built there were two sections. They built one just ridiculously big triple step up that a yeah. kid kid over jumped by like forty feet on press day, <laughs> and then they built they thought it'd be super cool to build it was like a sand rhythm section. Like in the middle of the track. Yeah. And I want to say I crashed like twice in both motos in that, just that rhythm section. I do remember seeing that. That looked like torture. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like nobody liked it. Tomac was maybe like the only person who didn't crash in it oh yeah no, I know I know I know exactly the bit you're on about yeah I think that's when uh, Roxon's um, fortress collapsed right yes because that was one of like two One, I think that was one of three motos you didn't win yeah I do remember now yeah I think um, yeah I, I don't know I mean I've not raced it but so it's not the track it. it's not the track it's the track builders there that's your, that's your problem then <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. <laughs> like when you go to California preseason, like in between Supercross and outdoors, and you got to do testing, that's like one of the main places you're going to ride. And I just, mm. I don't know. I hate it. If well, I never went out there ever again for the rest of my life, I'd be pumped. What, <laughs> what was that? What was wrong with WW? Oh, man. I don't know. It's like the track's apart cool. From being, apart from being hot, sandy, and rough as assholes. <laughs> So I raced the 17 USGP there, and yeah. oh, dude, it was miserable. Number one, I <laughs> I was terrible on the track. Like, in, I remember in qualifying, this last lap of qualifying, I got in Jeffrey's way. There's like two much. sections. There's like two sections to go, and he's behind me. I didn't know who's behind me, but he's revving his bike up, and like I'm trying to get a fast lap. Like, God, I'm just trying to qualify top 15. Just you're you're probably already first and i didn't move out of his way and after we go over the cross finish line and he like you go across the start straight after that and he like comes and like almost like brake sides a little bit and almost hits my front tire and i was like no we're not doing this so like we're screaming at each other and i was just like in this situation i'm like i'll right now i'm here for fun <laughs> I don't care if I did you <laughs> so like, we go we go yeah. back to the pit and I they're parked in KTM so like we're down just a couple and I like get off my bike and I like walk out into the like in between the pit lanes and I was like just waiting for him and he never came by and then we do the motos and I think I went DNF 13 just horrible just yeah. horrible and I'm like sitting in my little I'm sitting in my little ice tub just dying because it's <laughs> 
400 degrees outside. And Jeffrey comes walking from the podium after he probably won. I don't know. And he's like, he comes and he sees me and he walks towards me. And I was like, I'm about to fight Jeffrey Hurlings in my underwear. And I'm dead. <laughs> and he like walks up and he was like, hey, you're the guy from yesterday. I was like, yeah. And he's like, hey, man, I just really wanted to apologize. And I was like, okay, thank you. I was like a big Jeffrey Hurlings fan before that. And then like after that, during that incident, there's like a 14-hour period where I was just like, you know what? I don't like Jeffrey Hurlings. <laughs> that guy is a dick. Now, now we're back on the on the yeah. yeah. He um yeah. he Jeffrey's not scared to like throw some gestures around in qualifying or on a podium interview telling people to fucking they better watch out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah especially in his M- in his MX two days, he was yeah. he did not mince words. Yeah, but there's well, a in case, you, in case you, you haven't seen it, Benny, there was one with um, a British rider called Mel Pocock, who was really good buddies with Tommy Searle, who raced in the States. I'm not sure if you would have known Tommy Searle, but yeah, yeah. He, uh, he raced in the States and was good buddies with Pocock, and Tommy was battling Hurlings in the championship. Um, so yeah, if you if you Google Hurlings Pocock, it's one of the best post-race <laughs> interviews you'll ever see in your life, because he's just like, yeah. I would have wanted like, to... He's just... Hurlings has won the moto and the, the 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 woman interviewed him is like they had good race and all that what was the race like and he's like Pocock better fucking watch out I'm fucking coming for him next round Paul Malin's like on the on the, in the booth oh, like, hey, oh, like trying to cover the swear words awesome Hurlings did win that sorry Hurlings won the WWE. So? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went. He went two one. Yeah, and Termat went one three. Yeah, I think Eli won the qualifying race by like quite a bit. Ah, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, he's gonna kill him." Because I was also at I raced Ironman the weekend before, two weekends oh, yeah. before, whatever. And I just remember on press day, I was like, "Man, Hurlings is fast." And then <laughs> second moto, he came from like last or something, and I yeah. remember. I'm like, I'm like battling with Webb when Webb's still in the Omaha and I'm trying everything I can to get around him and I cannot get around him. And Jeffrey went around both of us in the same corner, like same corner, this left-hander after the start, he went around the outside of both of us. And I was like, what was that? (laughs) It's like, then he's just gone. And I'm like, okay, there's levels. Clearly not there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just regroup. Go yeah. again. <laughs> but, so, so yeah, WW and I like the track was nasty. At least I felt like it was. Mm. And I remember the uh, it was a KTM 250 team that uh, Vlanderen was on. They had white bikes. They were pitted with us. Mm. Yeah. And HSF. Yeah. Logistics. Yeah. Yes. All of them, like all their riders, were up in the rider lounge. And after my moto or something, I was like man that track's nasty and they like laughed at me and they're like you you think that's rough and i was like yeah yeah and they're like wow that's not bad at all that's pretty smooth and i was like okay this is yeah nice. come to my yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it is what it is so uh yeah i mean um you know what i mean with 250s do you think anyone's going to have anything for hunter through the season do you think he's got much of a a challenge in the championship. I mean, he's got what? Well, he's got a 27 point lead at the minute. I mean, it's uh, looking pretty 28 points. So it looks uh, over Deegan. So yeah, 
Do you think he's uh, going to get beaten at all, or um, championship? I, mean, I think some overalls, but I just don't see him losing the championship. Um, mm. He's just so solid. Just like that first moto, it's like he's way back and just came through the pack like it was nothing. I think that Jay Coop probably would have had the best chance, but then had his crash this weekend. So, um, yeah, I think that's fast guys, and I think that there's going to be plenty of guys battling him in motos. I just think that he's by far the most overall solid guy. So I think everyone else just is just a little bit too inconsistent to really challenge him for this title now that Justin Cooper's out. I mean, really, Shimoda should be challenging him, I think, more after what well, you would have said that he would after, obviously, the end of the season last year, but it just doesn't seem to either Hunter stepped up like drastically or Shimoda's really struggling, but just doesn't seem to have that spark this year, yeah. which is a shame. I do think that Tom will get a win, but how is the sand riding? Pretty good or...? Yeah, he, he he did have the time where he lived in Belgium and uh, in the Mont Lommel and hell holes like that. So yeah, he's uh, he's he's pretty decent. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah I think um, I, I wouldn't say it's a strong list, but yeah, he can he can. No, he can but I would have said he's probably a better sand rider than Hunter. Probably, I mean, he was usually second to Geertz. He's yeah. An exceptional sand rider, so and I think well, it seems like the last couple of years hunters had issues at Southwick as well. For Tom, I feel like I've always heard from people who like go ride sand in Europe. They go to Southwick and they're like, "This isn't sand" because it does have a pretty hard base, but it still gets pretty nasty. So yeah, yeah he has got uh, he has got two Grand Prix wins at Lommel to his name. Just looking up his record here, and uh, yeah, he can ride sand. So yeah, I think he's yeah, yeah, well, yeah quite good. A good shout. So, I, um, well, I imagine if can you see the, the actual results? I imagine it's probably like a a three one or something. I think Gertz probably went one seven because he was in the leading crash or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was those. It was those GPs where yeah, yeah, it should have been one one, but uh, there it was. Yeah. yeah, that's just how it goes. The uh, the Chase Sexton syndrome that you passed on to Chase for the Supercross uh, series this year. That's all good there. So yeah, all good. Um, we better get to close to wrapping up. We won't do predictions this week because obviously. Red that is uh, the weekend after unless you want to throw some predictions at me Benny and uh, if you get them right we'll send you a nice prize <laughs> Jet 1-1 one, one. Okay that's cool that's a good prediction yeah. for the 450s <laughs> Second uh, and first Second and third Second and third uh, It's tough because I don't think I don't know who's going to race uh, AP second sure. I'll go AP second and yep. well, Roxon will be doing World Supercross so we know he's not going to be right yeah, I'll go Dylan third. I think Anderson will be back, but a first raise. Go Dylan third. Yeah, cool. 250. Hunter first. Right out. We'll go uh, Shimoda second. Tom third. Okay, cool. Tom third. Like it. Nice one. No Americans on the 250 podium. Again. <laughs> No, I did this time. Sorry, my mistake. Sorry, that was the second race. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be too Euro, but I am a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Just one thing we've been asking people there, Benny, and uh, yeah, it's been great to chat to you there. We have got to wrap it up pretty soon, but uh, one thing we've been asking a few people just to end on a nice positive note. What would you say so far in your career is like your absolute best day of racing, where you've sort of got into the the truck at the end of the day and gone, that was awesome. You know, I can't wait for the next one. What would you say is one of those just amazing days for you? 
like specific day or track yeah just like a yeah like a great day or just yeah or a great feed i mean maybe when you put the phone down after the beta call i don't know maybe that was it I, you know. <laughs> honestly that was a pretty that was a pretty good day uh as far as day of racing goes yeah man overall day probably unadilla Sorry? 20 2018 maybe unadilla right yeah okay 2016 Unadilla, I'll go that. 2016 Unadilla. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not I, got, I got fourth that day in the 450 class and signed a contract for the next year that day as well. So awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome. Good stuff. Good <laughs> nice one. So um, yeah, so the schedule for you, South Bend, Benny, is to get the beta in August and um, I'm it for four and a half months. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Have you got a target? Are they are they giving you sort of top ten targets or anything like that? Uh, talked about that that much um i'm sure we'll get into that as testing goes on but yeah i'd like to be top 10 so we'll see see where we can stack up great stuff again benny been fantastic so thanks for joining us on the show it's been brilliant to have you and uh yeah obviously welcome anytime and uh yeah we'll uh we'll hopefully talk again in the future but uh just gotta say massive thanks to our sponsors uh, as well as to everybody there listening so a uh, massive shout out to kawasaki motors uk for helping us and don't forget to check out their klx 140r range uh, also for golf race fuels across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield. The golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And also to AS3 Performance, who stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available for the 1980s Evo two-stroke models to the current four-stroke bikes. Uh, and also a massive thanks to Even Strokes, who get extra support from that man. Yeah, if you uh, anything you need to buy Even Strokes, put in the discount code BRADWHEELER10 and you'll get uh, you get 10% off. So um, and anything you buy Even Strokes does go back into MX Vice as well as Even Strokes and helps us doing these podcasts as well as getting getting everyone to the races to report on them. So, uh, yeah, if you need to buy anything for your bike kit or anything like that, head to evenstrokes.com. Great stuff. Thank you. We're working on another guest at the moment. And, uh, yeah, Benny, thanks again. And uh, best of luck with the beta. be great to see the Italian bike up there with you. Nice one. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good luck, mate. Thanks to everybody listening. Be you again. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.